to see you guys. Thank you, Pastor Howard. I don't deserve an intro like that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I want to honor Pastor Howard real quick. He is um, our lead pastor here, and uh, we were at a men's conference. Yeah, I see you guys. Uh, we were at a men's conference yesterday, and it was a blast, and Pastor Howard brought it. Man, it was, uh, it was powerful, and we got to meet a few guys that um, one guy in particular that Pastor Howard got to pour into in back a long time ago. They've been friends for, I think, 20 years or something like that. And it was just so cool to hear stories from him about the people that Pastor Howard has poured into. And he won't talk about this, but there are, I mean, it's been multiplication upon multiplication of men that he has poured into and women um, that he has poured into and who are now leading ministries all over the world, all over the nation. And so I honor you. Thank you for, thank you for your heart. Yeah, yeah, y'all give it up for Pastor Howard. Thank you so much. Man, uh, I, do have a, I do have a word. <laughs> uh, it's one of those words that's like bubbling up inside of me, and I don't know if it's going to come out right. So um, it's pretty fresh, even though this is a, a sermon series called Streets of Gold. Uh, the Lord kind of messed up my notes. So uh, y'all, you know, help me out today. If you hear something you like, shout at me. It'll help me, okay? All right, I appreciate you, Tim. Hannah, I hear you too. I hear you too. So, Streets of Gold, man. Pastor Howard brought the um, brought it this this past Sunday in the first um, the first uh, sermon of the series, and he opened up the series with uh, showing us what it would look like to mirror heaven on earth, right? What would it look like to have the streets of gold in heaven actually meet earth, like we were talking about earlier, meeting earth. And it's, it's happening right now, I think, in this hour by God establishing revival in communities. And so that's what he talked about last week is God is establishing revival in groups of people, in communities, in the body of Christ. And that's really one I want to echo today. Um, but he talked about our hearts being connected to one another and how this allows the streets of gold to form between us creating a pure place of, of community, not just community, but a pure place of community, the way God, I believe, intended community to be. And so today, um, I want to start by telling you a, a, a story, I guess, an experience that I had at our Connect group. So I want to echo Pastor Howard, get in a Connect group, man. It's not just meeting together to talk like it is, and we're going to do life together through Connect groups, and we're going to do life together no matter what. But that's what we are here. We're family. But this, this semester so far, I'm, I'm in two, about to be three connect groups now. And in the first two, man, it's more than just talking about Jesus, man. We're experiencing him. We're having encounters with Jesus in our connect groups. So I would really encourage you, go to our website, cityofgodchurch.com slash connect dash groups and find your group. There's 10 of them you can choose from. And I promise you they're all really special, and you will encounter Jesus, man. It is, it is really powerful what's happening in those groups. We are at Pastor Howard's house. It's called a House of Antioch. It's his, it's his um, group. It's on the website if you want to go look it up. Um, but what we were doing was we were, we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we decided just to dive in and, and ask the Lord to speak to us, and he did. He started speaking to us, and he was speaking to all of us, and it was really amazing, and the Lord kind of showed me a picture. He showed me a spiritual 
um, really what I think of as a prophetic picture of what's happening in the spiritual realm here in Tampa Bay. And it was actually based on what happened in the physical a few months back, and that was when the hurricane came through. And so I had this picture of, you know, when the hurricane came through and it actually passed us by, which is another message for another day, but, you know, the hurricane was coming through. We thought it was going to hit Tampa pretty hard, and then it, it didn't really hit us that, that bad. But what happened was the, the water from the bay actually got sucked out, and then it refilled once the, once the storm had passed. And the Lord showed me this picture of the city of Tampa and the demonic presence that was over our city getting sucked out of the city. And it was, it was demonic strongholds. It was homelessness. It was human trafficking. It was corruption in the government was being sucked out of the bay. And it was getting refilled with the Holy Spirit. It was being refilled with this gush of water that is the water that only comes from Jesus, where if you drink of it, you will never thirst again. That's what was coming into the bay. And it's really, and I've been on this channel, you've heard me say this a million times if you've been here for a minute, but like I really believe that the bay, the Tampa Bay will be the bay of the Holy Spirit once again. Uh, back in May 25th of 1539, there was a guy named Hernando de Soto who came and actually discovered the bay, the Tampa Bay, and he called it, help me out, Jose, Espiritu Santo. And that is the Bay of the Holy Spirit. So from the infancy of this place, it has been called the Bay of the Holy Spirit. And the enemy has tried to turn our gaze away from that. And I'm telling you today that he's bringing it back, that God is bringing back the Bay of the Holy Spirit. And that's great, right? That's great. But I have a big old but right here. Shelby hates it when I say that. Right after the Lord showed me this. He spoke to me um, with what I think is a call to action. Uh, it was for me personally, but I believe it's for you, especially this body, this family here. Um, and I would even go as far as to say it was a word of caution. And so it really hit me, and it was a question. He said, are you going to steward it well? Man. Are you going to steward it well? And it was for me individually, but I really believe it's a word for you guys. It's a word for this house. It's a word for the Big C Church, the Tampa Bay region. Are you going, is the bride of Christ going to step into her calling, which is to steward the move of the Holy Spirit, to lift each other up? Man, there is a river in this room about togetherness. Mafo brought it up. It was in our prayer service, man. It's about togetherness, lifting each other up. Are we going to steward it well and see the greatest revival that the world's ever seen? That's really what it's coming to. Like God wants to move in a way that the government knows about it, right? He wants to move in a way that they know about the prayer movement that's happening in Tampa Bay. Like the mayor's not going to be able to ignore it, right? He's going to see us gathered at stadiums and go, what's going on? Why is the economy doing better? What, is, what are these Christians doing that's causing the economy to flourish, that's what's, that's what's coming, but are you going to steward it? I, I believe we're going to see within the next two years or so that Tampa's going to go from the top ten in human trafficking to not even being on the list. 
okay? But first, okay, but first, I want to talk to you about what we must understand about this is that the plan of God is for you to know God. It's for you to know God and not know about God. Tampa knows about God. People know about God. Unbelievers know about God, but do you know him? And that word that I'm using is a word that Jesus used um, in the Greek that was gnosko, which means to know intimately. And I, and I pulled a Shelby. That's my wife right there. I honor my, my wife. Y'all give it up for my wife. Um, she, uh, she loves to look up definitions of words. And at the end of the Webster definition of this word know in this context was the recognition of truth from experience. The recognition of truth. Who is the truth? Jesus from experience with him. It's through recognition of Jesus having encounters with him. That's how we know him. So as we build as a family, as a community, the building of this community must build as a family founded, founded on the cornerstone, which is Jesus himself. And so there's, no, there's not going to be a building that stands very long without a cornerstone that sets the plumb line. And that's what Jesus is for us. Pastor Howard talked about Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 last week. He is, a build, he is building, Jesus, God is building a dwelling place and a habitation for himself. Not just a building like this one that we're, we're in right now, which, by the way, this is dedicated to Jesus. If you didn't know, like, we gather for him, and that's it. Like, this place is a house built for him. But it's actually um, that we are his dwelling place. It's actually that we are his dwelling place, which it's, it's, it's not just me individually. This is what I want to talk about today. The dwelling place of God is me individually first, but I really think that there's something special when a community of believers come together and decide he's our dwelling place. He's our dwelling place, and that comes through and by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who is our guarantee, 2 Corinthians 1.22 says that the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. He's very specific there, Paul is, when he says it's in, he's in our hearts. He's putting us into this community definition there, that he's in our hearts. He, the Holy Spirit, is the one who unites us. So 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, don't you know that your body is a temple? And the Lord paused me there yesterday. Yeah, and he said, um, someone needs to hear that again. Don't you know? So he was speaking to people that probably already knew what he was about to say. Y'all don't even know what I'm about to say. <laughs> he said, don't you know that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? And I feel like today there might be someone in here today that's battling with some sort of addiction. And you need to hear that again. Don't you know? that your body is a temple, and, and he wants it all. We are singing it. There's nothing else. Nothing else will do but Jesus. Um, it could be any kind of addiction, and, and I, I, want, I want you to know there's freedom today. There's freedom today. There's breakthrough today. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. In his next epistle, Paul quotes a few Old Testament verses, and one of them is Ezekiel 37, 27, that says, My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people, 
His dwelling place is in us. And I love how Peter caps it off. In 1 Peter, he says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men. He's talking about Jesus being rejected by men. But in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, and then he turns it to us. You yourselves, like living stones, like Jesus, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Uh-oh. Now you just put your calling in there. You're a, you're a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood together to offer what? Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. And he, then he quotes Isaiah for it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion, or the city of God, a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. That's a promise. If we put Jesus as the cornerstone, if we put him first, if we look to him above all others, you will not be put to shame. It's a promise. So we know that we're the temple of God, being built with Jesus as the cornerstone. But how do we make sure that we're not inviting Jesus to have an invita uh, a visitation and not a habitation. And I believe it's through this churchy word called consecration. <laughs> I'll get to it. Revival is walking out your holiness and purity. It's consecration by sanctification unto glorification of God. These are a bunch of churchy words that I could say like this. You are made righteous, first of all. You are made righteous. You're not Nikes that you found at the thrift store. You're brand new out of the box Nikes. Like you're made brand spanking new. And, and there's something in my vocabulary that I think I got to get out. I'm repenting up here. I say, you know, Jesus washed me clean. And he did. And that's an okay phrase. But he didn't wash you up. He made you new. Like you are brand new. And now that you're new, there's a calling on your life. And that's to be set apart and be transformed into the image of Jesus, which will be the beginning of God's glory manifesting in the earth. It's when the sons and daughters decide, now that I'm righteous, Jesus did it all. He paid it all. Now it's my job to consecrate myself to him. Isaiah 35, I just want to read it and let God speak through his word. Um, it's so powerful. Just, just listen. If you need to close your eyes and listen to this, just soak it in. It says, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. I feel like he's speaking to Tampa Bay. He's speaking to you right now. Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, wow, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And here it is, a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way, capitalized W, that's Jesus. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Thank you, Lord. So what's the key? What's the key to walking out this calling of consecration or being set apart? 
is to walk down the highway of holiness. It's moving in fullness together, together as the body of Christ. It's the full gospel being displayed by the body of Christ. And like I said, it's, it's first for the individual, but I truly believe in this hour that the body of Christ is being called to walk in this highway of holiness together. And then, what will we see? We'll see what verse 5 and 6 prophesies. We'll see the lame walk. We'll see breakthrough in our cities, not just our churches. We're going to see it in the streets. That's the street of gold. We're going to see blind see, deaf hear, lame walk, people healed in the streets, homeless people coming alive, finding jobs, and, and being healed of their body. That's what we're going to see when the body of Christ joins together. Breakthrough is going to happen. Miracles, healing. This is what happens when the highway of holiness or the streets of gold are taken by the, the body of Christ. Now, I, I want to say this. This is separation from the world. Consecration is separation from the world, right? We're to be set apart. We're to be different. Paul said he was beside himself for Jesus. But I, I feel like sometimes we focus too much on the do nots. And I think it can get really religious when we only look at, well, I can't do this and I can't do that and don't do this and don't do that. So it is a set apartedness from the world, but I believe today it's a set apart unto Jesus our King. It's actually being set apart to something more than it is from something. Like from something is good and we need to do that. But I, I, I want to say I don't think that can happen unless you look at him first. So it's being consecrated and set apart to our king. Whew, lost my place, man. Mm. So it, it is a fixation. And I love the way Corey Russell says it. He says it's an oil of gladness that comes from a deep fascination and pleasure in God and his beauty. Like the things of this world won't be attractive anymore. Like it's, it's going to be so much easier when you just look to the beauty and, and just focus and just look at him and his beauty. This stuff doesn't even matter. Like I don't want it anymore. That's the highway of holiness. It's not like, it's not like ugh, walking through mud. You've got to look to him. Mm. So let's get a little practical here. Man, I want to talk about this. There's a way that we can stand strong together as we walk down these streets. So it may, it, if some of you are thinking, man, this, this sounds great, but I don't know where to start. I think this is it right here. It involves spiritual sacrifices like we heard Peter talk about earlier. So I want, I want to look at Malachi 3. It says, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. And this is talking about John the Baptist, but I really believe that this is about us. This is for us today. Um, it's a picture of what we look like in the earth, a messenger who will prepare the way before Jesus. And then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The body, the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? In other words, who's going to be able to stand when the revival hits? When revival comes, like we know it's coming, who of you are going to be able to stand? 
For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Jesus is coming to refine us, to, to show us the way of the, the highway of holiness and the way of consecration and actually burn up anything that isn't of him. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. That's us. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by, as in former years. And how I know he's talking about what I, I didn't even mention what it is. It's prayer. <laughs> prayer is what's going to unite us. And, and I, I, think the, I think Malachi is talking about that here. And the reason I know is because he's talking about Levites, who were the gatekeepers who were worshipers. They were the ones that would sing 24-7 and literally guard the temple. Like they were making sacrifices to God, praying and singing and worshiping unto the Lord. And I believe in this time, God's looking for Levites. He's looking for those that will rise up and say, I'll, I'll be the one. I'll be the one to protect the temple. I'll be the one to walk the highway of holiness. I'll be the one to consecrate myself. Man, and if we grasp this, if we grasp the lifestyle of consecration through what? Deep intimacy with Jesus and being in the prayer room, like we were talking about, we're going to do prayer once a week. And, and I really encourage you to, guys to come uh, twice a week, really, here and at a home. And you can get with me about that if you want to know more about that. But, man, if we can get that. We will see prayer spilling out from these four walls into the streets and the stadiums. Like, we can't just hold it in anymore. Like, it has to go out. And th this is what will happen. Jesus will begin to fo be the focus of our communities and our conversations. Prayer begins to be what connects us. Prayer begins to be the street of gold that's coming out of us. And communion with God is what connects us to each other. I want to say that again. Communion with God is what's going to connect us to each other. Can I be hard for a second? I would say that if you're sitting there going, man, it's hard for me to love people. I would encourage you to spend more time pouring out affection on God. If you're like, man, it's just hard for me to love people, man. I, w I would say you need to spend more time with Jesus and, and pouring your affection on him and loving him. Because I, I really think, and I know that's hard. That's kind of hard for me to hear, honestly. But it, it's just like in marriage, it's a three-quarter strand. We can't love people without first loving Jesus and being madly in love with him, being intimate with him. We have to gnosko him. And that doesn't mean getting up and reading your chapter of the, of the day. <laughs> It means waking up and reading that chapter and chewing on it, like meditating on it, like getting in his presence. It's everything, guys. Like if we don't have that, we have nothing. Like it's spending time with Jesus and just saying, Lord, what do you want to do today? And it's not coming to him with your laundry list. It's coming to him with, with prayer and supplications. It's intercession for your fellow man, for your, for your sons and your daughters and your friends and your family. It's waking up at 2 a.m. and instead of going, man, I wish I could sleep, it's praying. Mm. 
I challenge you to fall in love with the word of God, which is Jesus himself. And watch, watch as your relationships flourish. And listen, <laughs> that does not mean that your relationships are going to be perfect. Right? Pastor Howard said it last week. If, if people aren't, if, if someone's not hard to love to you, then you're probably the one that's hard to love. Right? Something like that. <laughs> I butchered it. Something like that. You know what I mean. Um, it doesn't mean that your relationships are going to be perfect. There's going to be those hard relationships. But here's what it does mean. It means that you will see people the way Jesus sees people. And in turn, this will cause you to love people the way God intended you to love them. Tissue this time. I got smart. Yeah, I would just really... I really, if you don't hear anything else from this message today, hear that. Like, get in your prayer room. Like, get in your quiet time with Jesus. And, and just watch how your relationships flourish, man. Um, worship team, you can go ahead and come up. <clears throat> hmm. I want to go back to prayer. <laughs> so prayer in this Malachi 3 chapter is what God is saying will keep us standing strong. Like when we get into prayer in communities, that's what's going to keep us from failing, to be honest. It's, it's, it's the fire will burn up, like I said, anything that doesn't look like God, and it'll keep our shoulders up. Mapo had, a, Mapo had a beautiful image at that same connect group. And she said, I feel like the Lord's saying, keep your shoulders up. Keep your shoulders up. And we're like, and she was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so we asked the Lord, what does that mean? He said, I want to keep your shoulders up. It's through community. It's through prayer that I'm going to rise. You're going to rise up. You're going to keep your shoulders up and be able to stand the test. The test of the fire that's coming. And so I would encourage you today, keep your shoulders up, and that comes through prayer, that comes through community. Prayer in community. It's what binds us together. I want to end with a couple of passages. Um, man, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And I feel like this verse is so applicable when it comes to relationships. Like, we don't usually hear it in this context, right? But I feel like it's so applicable because oftentimes we rely on our own understanding in relationships. We rely on my feelings and how I feel about it and, and what's my understanding of what's going on. But really, I think if we just look to the Lord, like, what if we saw people the way Jesus does? What if we look to the word of God instead of the way that I see things? I think it would make such a big difference in our communities, in our relationships. When the Pharisees asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? They were trying to trip him up like they often did. He said, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he tripped them up because they didn't ask for two. They asked for one. And he gave them two. (laughs) I love Jesus. The second one is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. I really, Jesus, he was so intentional with the order of these two, but also that he included two of them. He's saying, love me first, guys. Matthew 6, and all these other things will fall into place. Love me, and it will be easier to love your neighbor as yourself. And Pastor Howard hit it on the head earlier. Man, it's not just us in community of believers. This has got to spill out into the unbelievers. This has got this neighbor he's talking about isn't just your Christian neighbor, it's your non-Christian neighbor. And so this, this prayer movement, this revival that's coming is unto nothing unless we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Like we, we've got to understand that as we come together, looking to Him in community, focused on prayer, it's got to be unto seeing the world change. And the world changing is people coming to know Jesus, first and foremost. It's people being, being healed, delivered of demons. It's all those things that God wants to do. He wants to manifest His glory on earth. And I think we really need to focus on the fact that our neighbor is everyone we see. He wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, prayer team, ministry team, you guys can come forward. And, and Shelby, will you come minister with me for a second? Yes. Um, one more thing I want to do. So we talked about knowing Jesus. And the most important decision you can make in your life is to know him. And to come to know him. So if there's someone in this room that doesn't know him, I want to offer you an opportunity to accept him today. Like the altars are open. And I, and I want to continue what Pastor Howard did, did last week. And if that's you, if, if you're here today and you've, you've never accepted Jesus, you're like, man, Ben, this sounds good. Like it sounds like I might need Jesus, but I don't know him. I don't gnosko him. I don't know him intimately, and I, I want to know him today. And, as, and you want to make that decision today for the first time. I want you to boldly raise your hand with every eye open. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So if that's you and you didn't raise your hand, I want you to come find me after, okay? I'd love to talk to you. I love to pray the prayer with you. It's not about a prayer. It's about knowing him. It's about being in relationship with Jesus. But come find me. I love to talk to you about it. So maybe you're the person today that's like, man, Ben, this does sound good. I do know Jesus. And I want to know him deeper. There's never, you can never get enough of him. Did you know that? He's an endless well. And the consecration, the highway of holiness is, is really, it's just a calling for the righteous ones. And so if that's you today, would say, man, I, I want to I go. I want to go down the highway of holiness. I want to decide today, today's the day of consecration for me. For me. I want you to just come to the altar. You can come up here. You just stand for a minute. You don't have to kneel or anything. Whatever you want to do, honestly. Just um, come up as an act of faith saying, God, this is the day that I'm committing to you. I'm recommitting my life to you. 
I'm recommitting. I'm saying, man, this is it. I, I want to go down the highway of holiness. I want to be the difference in the world. I want to, when revival comes, I want to be the one standing strong. So if that's you, I would encourage you to come forward. And, and these, uh, these guys up front are here to pray for you. Melissa down there. German. And so if you have any needs in your life, if you need prayer, you can come up for that as well. Um, yeah, but I really think uh, today is, is, is one of those days that, that you, you shouldn't leave the same. Like, the Lord is here. Like, worship was so powerful. And the Lord's moving in this room. And so I, I feel like he's saying, be greedy today. Be greedy. There's more of me. There's more of me. Be greedy today. So I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. But Shelby, did you have? So I just felt this while Ben was preaching. Um, I feel like there, there may be someone in this room right now that's like, yeah, the friend thing. I don't have friends that actually push me toward Jesus. And I don't know how to kind of escape from that. And I want you to know there's, there's actually a way... God has a beautiful way of sending you relationships um, that are meaningful, um, that will actually push you to Jesus. Um, so if that's you, if you're like, I don't have those meaningful relationships, um, if you just want to come up and get prayer for that, the Lord wants to meet you. And something about that, you know, Jesus, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And so first and foremost, you know, that's not your escape is a relationship apart from him. And so, um, yeah, we'd love to pray for you. Yeah, so if that's you, um, if that's you, come find Shelby and let her pray for you, okay? So let, let me pray with you guys. Should we bow your heads and close your eyes? Let's just go into a time of, of, of worship unto the Lord. Yeah, Jesus, thank you so much. God, thank you for this word that can can be can be hard to hear. It can prick a heart or two. But God, we want to be ready. We want to be ready for the outpouring. We want to be ready for the gushing water that comes into the bay. We want to be the ones to stand strong with our shoulders held high. Stand the fire, God. Burn up anything in us that's not of you, Jesus. We don't want to be we don't want to be in the way. God, we want to partner with you. We want to partner with what what you're doing in our city. God, thank you for the prayer movement that's happening in our city, God. Thank you that we get to be a part of it, Jesus. And God, today we, we say yes and amen. We say yes and amen. We agree with heaven. We agree with heaven that revival is here. Revival is coming. God, we say yes. We want to be a part of it, God. We want to walk down the highway of holiness as a family, as a community, as the body of Christ. Bound together by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God, I pray that you would begin to bind our hearts, God, everyone in this room, this family, God, that we would do life together, that we would find one another when we're going through hardships, that we wouldn't, we wouldn't stand alone, God, that, that we would stand together as the bride of Christ, stand together 
I'm an arm, you're an arm, you're a leg. It's the body of Christ. He put it that way for a reason. You put it that way for a reason, Jesus. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for showing us that we're not supposed to do this life alone, that we're supposed to do it in community. We're supposed to do it together. So God, I pray that you would open hearts today. God, make hearts of flesh today, Jesus, to be, to be open open to relationships, open to loving your people the way you would, God. And it first starts with loving you. So Jesus, let me love you deeper, God. God, I want to know you deeper. I want to know you deeper, Jesus. Take me deeper, God. Show me things, God. Spirit of revelation, rest on this place in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. I will praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So if you need prayer, come forward. If you want to take that step of faith and say, today is the day of consecration for